The Swagger Podcast and its owners and associates take no responsibility for the opinions or statements made by the talk show host or their guests. Statements or show topics are not necessarily the beliefs of this league or the podcast, and opinions between guests may conflict. This podcast does not endorse anything as the truth. That you have to judge for yourself. But we try to speak the truth on the owner's behalf and reserve the right to question the supposed truth. Fuck you, Chipper. Fuck you, Steven. And I want to be like Nick. Say, bro, this episode is brought to you by Popeye's Chicken Sandwich. I finally did it. Popeye's new chicken sandwich. Mm. I've been trying to make the perfect chicken sandwich forever. Um, how does that make you feel? You know me. It had to be just right. Mm-hmm. Finding a bun as good mm. as my chicken was not easy. Mm. I mean, I did it, obviously. I think we've made a lot of progress here. I feel great. Good talk. Mmm. I'm proud of you. My new chicken sandwich is buttermilk battered and served on toasted brioche. Try it in spicy or classic. Welcome to the podcast. We got Nicholas back in studio. Welcome back, Nick. Boy, I'm limited out on those canvas back penguins. Yeah. Yeah? How do they taste? <laughs> I don't know. The guy did all the work. I didn't even have to eat them. <laughs> I bet they don't. They, he cooked them, cleaned them, shot them, and ate them. And ate them. He they don't put them in those sauce pecans up there. They probably no. put it in like a bisque or something up there. No, no bullshit. We didn't get any. We didn't eat any. Because we only, first of all, we only shot four. Tough, tough hunting. Uh, I think one day the with the wind chill, I think it was one degree. Cool. Ah, Sticking my hand geez. in that water to getting them decoys make you feel alive. <laughs> yeah, no, no. But we no shot. I shot two. I shot a pair. The bell put on the wall. On the wall, it's called Common Eiders. The nickname is the the penguins, right? Yeah, yellow belly canvas back penguins. <laughs> and then I shot a golden eye. So it was a good trip. Got to spend some time with my family, and uh, it's good to get away. So had some lobster. Ate some lobsters. We mm. ordered a dozen of them, and they were cheap. They were like. Yeah. Cheaper than uh than wintertime crawfish here in Louisiana, <laughs> five ninety nine a pound or something. Uh, but I want to say thank you, you guys, for holding down the podcast last week. It was cool hearing it from the other side for the first time, right? Laying in there and saying, not knowing what to expect. Yeah. Besides all the little bullshit dick jokes y'all gave, yeah, uh, you Courtney. Got it. Guess but, uh, guess it was Courtney brought it to them, man. <laughs> yeah, she yeah, brought she was, it last. She was week. on point. So appreciate y'all holding it down. All right, this week's Chauncey ass bitch, Nick Lichtenstein. MVP of the league. Swag MVP. Cue the music for me. It's time now for your Swag Week MVP. All right, Jameis Winston, 51 points. Nick Chubb, 25. Crowder, 27. Michael Thomas, 32. Kittle, 28. Where did players at all season? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Next question. You're on to Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> Worry about your own meat. <laughs> well, I'm glad you were eliminated, Nick, because obviously you would have uh, – you'd been playing one of us and you'd have kicked our ass. 
kicked our ass for sure. You'd well, probably be playing rolling in the final. Look, if it was a fifth, we'd all be drunk. But that being said, uh, if I'd have started the right defense against JT, I'd have played uh, Jarrett last week, beat him. I'd have played you this week, and I'd have beat you. Yeah. And it would be me and Roland in the finals, which would be not I, – I hate Roland so much, I'd rather not be in the finals just so he can't be in the finals. <laughs> That's how much I hate Roland. <laughs> Dude's like the New England Patriots defense the last 10 years, man, just on the top, baby. On the top. Every year, it seems like. On the top. So, anyway, but thank you. Thank, it feels good to be the last uh, Swagger MVP. How much money you won for uh, MVP this week, Nick? Uh, <laughs> for yeah. the year, I've won a grand total of $20.77 for winning <laughs> one week MVP. I think it was week 11 or something. So I'm going to take that money, and I'm going to buy a foam middle finger and bring it to the next podcast. Oh, we ain't got no more podcasts. No more podcasts. All right, so it'll be at the draft next year, my foam finger middle finger. Anyway. Get that on Amazon Prime and bring it to the uh, Wars Banquet. There you go. There you go. Uh, Wars Bank will be kid friendly, so we're trying to cut out all the cut out all the stuff. But I'll take this opportunity. Also, she's not with us today, but Ashley email, aka Wine and Grind, Vance email's wife, was the Swaggerette MVP, and what a good time for her to make MVP because she blew the doors off of Jen Savoy, uh in their semifinal matchup to make it to the final. So I told her I'd give her a little shout out on the podcast. Congratulations, Ashley, on. Uh, Swagger at MVP. Bing. Good luck in the finals versus Ellie. And we'll get more on that when we get to Swagger News. So thank you for letting me be Swagger MVP. And thank you for not letting me win a damn thing for <laughs> it. So You're doing great. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right, we got our last bit of Swagger News. Get music. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Here's some other great town names. Latitz. It's Lititz. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Deli Cat Essen. If you'll remember, last year he was dealing with a bulging dick, disc issue rather in his lower back. It's now time for the Swagger News Update. Brought to you by Commissioner Nicholas Lichtenstein. Welcome to the finals of Swagger Leagues. Here's your news update for this week. We're going to start off in Swaggerettes. This past week, our MVP was Wine and Grind. The LVP, and I just kind of used the postseason team, so it's fair to everybody because some folks didn't set their lineups. But LVP this week was I Have No Balls to Deflate, which was also Wine and Grind's uh, opponent. Uh, results from week two. Rolling with my homies. Defeated. Swag on the play. 179.05 to 164.05. Uh, Courtney had Jack Doyle left to play at the end of the game on Monday night and Saints did not let him. Demario Davis was all over him all game long. Took him out of the game. Yeah. Demario was a beast. So, um, the other matchup was Wine and Grind. She defeated I Have No Balls to Deflate last year's champion, 237.25 to 160. So a 70-point win for Wine and Grind. So, Ellie, don't worry about us questioning your roster moves in the last podcast because you proved that uh, you're doing it right. You're doing it right on your own. That's right. Courtney, Courtney couldn't hang with you. So, Swagger at Finals will be this week, rolling with my homies versus Wine and Grind. Currently, Ellie is a three-point favorite. 
The winner of this game gets 500 bucks, and the loser gets 150 bucks. Podcast fellas, who y'all got now? I got to go with Ellie. Yeah. Let's go, Ellie Mae. I'm going to go against the grain. I think Wine and Grind gets it done. She's been a quiet assassin lately. Uh, but Wait, I, does Ashley have her voice back? Uh, it's kind of her whole family. That sick, might, though, might so. make a difference if she has her voice back. <laughs> I don't know. She's she's a silent assassin, like I said, right? <laughs> she, uh, I think both girls have a great teams. Uh, third place game, Swag on a play versus I have no balls to the plate. This will be the third time that Jen and Courtney have matched up this season. Actually, the fourth time I think. And uh, the winner gets fifty bucks in that game. Loser, loser gets nothing. Currently, Jen is a five point favorite. So good luck to both late both games and all four ladies uh, matched up. High points race. Let's talk about that for a second. It's pretty much wrapped up. Ashley does have a chance, but it's a very, very small chance. She must not only beat Ellie, because Ellie's the number one point scorer and Ashley's number two, but she has to beat Ellie by more than 98 points Ooh. to get high points. So Ooh. she's going to need a small <laughs> miracle. Good luck. High points winner gets 100 bucks. Moving on to Swagger Jr. This is also the finals for the Swagger Jr. Bowl. The MVP this past week was the Von Miller Band. The LVP was Skull Troopers. Playoff two week two results or after being on buys the top seeds both took care of business the Von Miller band and aka Conajaro took down straight cash 2501 points to 2180 points hmm. little Linda Lou Emma Sawa took down Skull Troopers 221250 to 2003 close one yep yeah. so after, like I said after being on buys the top seeds took care of business the finals will be the Von Miller band Connor Jaro versus Lil Linda Lou Emma Savoy. Who y'all got now? Uh, Lil Linda Lou. How about you, Thane? I'm going to have to go with the Jaro kid. Connor Jaro, Devon yep. Miliband. That's who I'm going with, too. Third place game will be Straight Cash versus your son, Skull Troopers. So good luck to those guys in the finals. Swaglock. The The Lawns took down the T Vays this week, 339 and 286. The T Vays have officially finished third. Congratulations, T-Vase. This week, the DeLons take on the perks for the first ever Swaglock Championship. Mm. The winner of this game gets 240 bucks. The loser gets $0. So, T-Vase versus, I mean, excuse me, perks versus DeLons this week. Who you got, Jared? I got the DeLons in this. Man, I'm, I'd be willing to bet you chicken sandwich that the perks are <laughs> taken by a country mile. <laughs> I'm going to go with the perks as well. <laughs> perks team, have a solid yeah, team. Yeah, they're unbelievable. Let's move on to Swagger Franchise. The MVP this week, can't touch this. The LVP was Matt Barry approved. Chipper. Fuck you, Chipper. Playoff one, playoff week one results. Can't touch this. Beat Tupac without a nose ring. 282.68 to 206. Mike with another impressive playoff victory. 282 points in the first week. Whoa. Green by a curse. Beat Chipper. Fuck you, Chipper. 231.9 to 201.48. So Greenbrier, Curse, and Can't Touch this match up in the finals. Currently, Mike is an 18.5-point favorite. The winner of this game gets $602. The loser of this game gets $129. Jared, who you got in this matchup? Hmm. It's going to be a tie. (laughs) (laughs) Thing, I think you're going to guess what I'm going to guess. Who you got in this one? Yeah, Mike's Mike's uh, he's going to win a second championship in a row in this league, man. I, I would love to come through and win, but shit, his team's just – his defensive side of the ball, especially too, man, they, they're fucking tough. If you had to pick one out of this one and the Swaglock one, which one you rather win? Uh, this one. Okay. I'd rather win this one. All right. 
Fuck you, Teresa. <laughs> Third place game. Matt, Matt Berry approved versus Tupac with a nose ring. Chipper, currently Chipper, is a 11.5 point favorite. Now let's move on to Swagger. Week MVP, that's me. Ooh. Didn't win shit. <laughs> Got zero Dara, like Courtney said. <laughs> LVP of the postseason, we all dat. So let's talk about We All Dat for a second. We All Dat was one of the only people that got fined. Or he's one of two people that got fined $20 for starting a bye week player. Right? Yeah. He's still in an opportunity to win 150 bucks by winning the I Suck Bowl. He was one of the remaining teams. One of the six remaining teams. Didn't set his lineup. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Didn't set his lineup. He started uh, Calvin Ridley, who got hurt last week, right? Yeah. yeah. Knowing that he was out. So that's neither here nor there. Uh, Swagger Bowl results. Game number one, Douglas Fontaine versus Show Me the TDs. I think this game came down to two key factors. Cooper Cup's garbage time touchdown at the end of the game. I looked at Cooper Cup's score. I was like, man, he shit to bed this week. And then all of a sudden, I turned around and he scored Boop. a touchdown. Boop. That and Lamar Jackson being Lamar Jackson. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was kind of the theme in game number two, Green by a Curse versus Kane Touches. Again, Lamar Jackson was Lamar Jackson. Yeah. And you, anytime you have a quarterback scoring 40, 50 points, that's a pretty good shot in the arm to get it done. Then, then it's Thursday night, too, so it's like you get that big lead out in front of you. You can kind of sit back and relax yeah. a little bit. <laughs> One thing that I was a little surprised when I went back and reviewed this game was can't touch this Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders has been putting up points. He, yeah. he, he smoked the Saints. And he sucked versus Atlanta. Yeah. He had three points. So moving on, the I suck bowl results. Lick my balls, easily defeated Chipper. Yeah. Fuck you, Chipper. Well, that's a bad week for Chipper, huh? Yeah, Chipper got ate up last week. <laughs> yeah, he did. Dulac Smack, if y'all remember, that's my I Suck Bowl pick. Uh, took down Casey Jarro on Monday Night Football with the help of a lot of Saints play. And the voice of Swagger, Broke Dick Balboa, took down We All That because he didn't set his lineup. We talked about that earlier. So, I Suck Bowl finals are Lick My Balls versus Dulac Smack versus Broke Dick Balboa. Based on points, so whoever has the most points will win first place. Whoever has the second most points wins second place. First place wins 150 bucks. Runner-up wins 50 bucks. Let's go to the finals. Third place game, can't touch this versus show me the TDs. Currently, show me the TDs is a three-and-a-half point favorite over Mike. The winner of this game gets 450 bucks. So you talking about real money. In most leagues, that's first place prize, Yeah, that's right? first place money right now. Yeah. So... Who y'all got? Y'all both played them last week. Who y'all got out of Chipper? I mean, uh, Roland and Mike next week. I got Roland. I'll take Mike. Yeah, right. Roland, Roland's yeah. going to put up. He's been putting up points. I thought for sure he was going to beat me. I'm going to go with Mike just because I hate Roland. Anyway, <laughs> Swagger Bowl Finals. This is the moment y'all guys been waiting for. <laughs> High five for the Ooh. finals, teams. Oh! <laughs> y'all welcome. Douglas Fontaine versus Greenbrier Curse. Currently, Greenbrier Curse is a three-and-a-half point favorite. Winner gets $2,000 Ooh. in quarters. <laughs> Ooh. Runner-up gets Damn. 800 bucks. So either way, y'all are guaranteed to have a good Christmas payday. So yeah. first of all, congratulations to you, to you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Well-deserved. I appreciate uh, all the time and energy that this podcast has been, you've been putting in. So uh, I'm glad it's to see fun. you two guys. It's been um, fun for sure. It's definitely way better than if Roland was in the finals. <laughs> so let's talk about playoff point leaders. Lilik My Balls is the highest scoring playoff team. Thane's been on it for a couple weeks yeah. now. He's so scared of Lilik My Balls making it to the playoffs. And obviously, there's good merit to that because he is our highest scoring playoff team right now. Yeah, thank God he didn't make it to the 
to find with us. With my ass. Yeah, he'd have been, he'd destroyed us. <laughs> so would a Nick, though. Yeah, but. you're right. <laughs> Before yeah, Let them put up their points uh, on the outside. Easy, easy. Booty holes raw. <laughs> uh, before we go too far along, y'all want to y'all wanna predict y'all own matchup? <clears throat> or y'all just going to let it lay? Or you want me to predict it? I think Thane's going to take it. Oh, you're I, going with the Mize approach this week, huh? How about you, I, Thane? I think I, yeah, I think I'll take it. But I think the difference maker is going to be Chris Carson. He averages 16.99 per game. His season high last week was 28.7. He scored 27 in another week as well, I think week five or something like that. But we got a, you know, a few of the same players, our, our, big, our big stars, McCaffrey and, and Jackson, Jackson, obviously. Julian Edelman. Julian Edelman. But uh, It's going to come down. Look, I, I looked at you guys' matchup. You both have Adelman, like you said. You both have McCaffrey. You both have Jackson. So you basically got Cook versus Jones. Right. And I got to I got to play Cook by ear because he's injured. Right. And he, he plays. Play. He plays Monday. And then you got Cooper Cup versus Robert Woods. Early in the season, I say the advantage goes to Cup. Lately, Woods yeah. has been getting all the targets. Woods kind of shit the bed last week though. And then you got your defenses. So look, flip a coin. I mean, it's it's really gonna be a good matchup. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be close, man. It's I gonna be. That, we both got some sneaky waiver claims. I think we uh yeah, we're gonna need them. But good luck to both of y'all. For the record, I am also going with Thane for this week. Mm. So three zero Thane sweep high points is yeah, but certainly gonna lose you now. The, <laughs> that wins you the same thing that I want. Yeah, <laughs> well eight hundred dollars. Yeah. that's high a lot more than what you want. <laughs> yeah, right. High points ends this week. Currently, Jared Fontaine Boop. has. A lead over Ginger Snaps by 9.8 points. 9.8, man. It's going to so be tough to hold on. you may on. lose the battle, but win the war. How's that work? Win and lose. Um, you might win the war and lose the battle. You might win a little cash. He ain't won no That's fucking right. war so with no trophy, though. If yeah. you lose and you, you hold off Ginger Snaps, you could potentially win 717 plus 800. Yeah. 1,500 bucks. That's, so that's a good little haul. payday, so... But what would suck for you is if you lose and Ginger Snaps outscore you. That yeah, would suck. I'm pulling for Cody in that one. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Streets are tough. So, uh, let's see. Let me Moving on, I want to point this out. I thought this was pretty cool. Swagger Bowl. In the Swagger Bowl, we have the number one and the number two seed playing each other. In the Swagger Junior Bowl, we have the number one and the number two seed playing each other. In the Swaglock Bowl, we have the number one and the number two seed playing each other. In the Swagger Franchise Bowl, we have the number one and the number two seed playing each other. In the Swaggerette Bowl, we have the number one and the number five seed playing each other. But the only reason Ron and Grind was number five, which is also the first overall wild card, is because of her division. She was 24 points away from being the number two seed. So her record was the same as the number two seed, but she got out kicked on points. So. Wow. Crazy. I don't know if I've ever seen this. I mean, every chalk. league just about yeah. is number one and number two. Coming from a 16-team playoff, the number one and number two seed, that's pretty extraordinary. So, yeah. so I guess players did what they're supposed to do when they got to the playoffs. So, again, congratulations, you guys. I hope y'all both lose, but they got to be one winner. <laughs> one of us is going to take it all. I'm sure I'll let you know if I'd have beat y'all again this week. <laughs> <laughs> We'd have had another podcast. That's right. <laughs> this wouldn't be the final. I'm going to be the only one on the podcast. I'm going to play the Swagger uh, MVP music. I'm going to say hello, and then I'm going to say goodbye. Swagger versus Swaggerette. Let's go over that real quick. Swagger MVP, me, Nick Ross, the boss. Swagger at MVP, wine and grind. Guess what? Nick Lizestein lost again. 
229 to 239. Ashley put up 239 Ooh. points and beat me head to head. Douglas Fontaine, Jared Lasser scored 207.8. He would have been matched up against a non-playoff team. Back that pass up, Renita Dupre. 206.6. Jarrett takes it by 1.2 points. Boop. That's a point for Swagger. Mickey Mouse Club house. <laughs> minus the house. <laughs> Jay Riche scored 187.8 points. And third place team, Saxon the City, Mandy's Nuts Vice. Scored 201.85, a point for Swaggerette. So, in Damn, the final boy, week hot. of the Swagger versus Swaggerette, Swaggerette takes it 2-1 to one over Swagger. She could thank Jarvis for that shit. That's it. Her worst scoring player this week was Jarvis Landry. <laughs> <laughs> True story. Year to date, Swagger 21 wins, Swaggerette 6 wins. So, there's a question about that later on, but very respectable total for both teams. And uh, that was fun. I hope we start that at the beginning of the year next year. So, that is your swagger news for this week. Boom. Ready for Nasty Nate to bring in them dimes. Let's get this money. Before I ever ran a casino or got myself blown up, Ace Rothstein was a hell of a handicapper. I can tell you that. I was so good that whenever I bet, I could change the odds for every bookmaker in the country. I'm serious. I had it down so cold. Ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for Nasty Nate's Nasty Nine Dimes. It doesn't matter if you're wagering a unit or your 401k balance. Nasty Nate will give you the inside track. This segment is for entertainment purposes only. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this week's edition of Nasty Nine Dimes. Boy, do they have a big slate of football this weekend. College bowl games starting. Key NFL matchups, playoff implications. We'll go ahead and see which ones we can stick to the bookie real quick. First off, we're going to start with the Cure Bowl. Liberty versus Georgia Southern. Two very good offensive teams, both averaging right around 30-plus points a game. Terrible, terrible defenses. We're going to go ahead and we're going to lay the money on the over 58. Next matchup, we have the... Bowl game specialist 12 and 1 Boise State against the University of Washington. Washington's coming off a disappointing season. Boise State's known for these upsets. They actually have them getting three and a half, and we're going to go ahead and take that three and a half. Next up, we got a little NFL football. We got the Houston Texans versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay is hot. 7 and 7, been scoring a lot of points, but only one of them seven wins is above a 500 team. Houston Texans look like they're putting it together. Had a bad loss to the Broncos a couple of weeks back. That's all behind them now. Three-point spread, they're going to cover that easy. Next Saturday, NFL football, we have the Buffalo Bills, the New England Patriots. Line set at six and a half. We're going to go ahead. We're going to take Buffalo. We're going to buy that half a point. We're going to put it at an even seven. New England Patriots haven't covered a seven-point spread against a winning team since week one. And we all know how the Pittsburgh Steelers are. Sunday, we're going to go ahead and take our New Orleans Saints. Minus three versus Tennessee Titans. Titans seem to be hot, fighting for a playoff, but I don't think they have the offensive power to hang with the Saints. They've been clicking on all cylinders. We're going to go ahead and lay that three, and we're going to lay it hard. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening for this week's edition of Nasty Nine Dimes. Ready for them Saints in 60 seconds. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Keep dropped the ball! Oh. I keep dropped the ball! Brian Mill might have fallen on it at the 10 yard line! Snap, placement, kicked by Hartley, and it is. And it's good! It's good! It's 
And now, it's time for Saints in 60 Seconds. Your New Orleans Saints throttled the Indianapolis Colts in prime time. Monday night football in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome with a final score of 34-7. Drew Brees set the NFL all-time career passing touchdown record, surpassing the former Colt great and New Orleans native Peyton Manning. That would not be the only record Brees would capture on Monday night. His 96.7 completion percentage was good for first all-time in a single game. The Colts had no answer for the Saints offense, which was clicking on all cylinders, and the Saints defense shipped in with arguably their best performance of the year. The Saints and the Houdat Nation will take the show on the road this week to square off against the Tennessee Titans. The Titans are 8-6 and six in battling in the AFC for a playoff spot. They have won six of their past eight games, and their two losses in that stretch have been by a combined two scores. The Saints, of course, still have plenty to play for as they try to maneuver their way into a first-round playoff bye and a crowded race for supremacy in the NFC. Boom. Swagger going to be taking over Nashville. We taking over. Oh, bitch, been over. <laughs> Take them draws off. Take your motherfucking draws Nashville, you must be pumped up, huh? We leave on Friday, baby. Who's I'm all gone? You got John? Half a Thibodeau. Yeah, a lot you? of people. Matthew, right? Half a Thibodeau is going. I know about four different groups of friends that, you know, all going yeah. guy who tended my window friends, said so he was going. I'm, I'm going yeah. with uh I'm going with the Trotties and the Prosperies, but I know Lucas Tabor's going and his family and Brian Blank got one of our other friends. Grady Verrett texted me and said he's going with a bunch of people. It's a great town for Duke an away game. Sullivan told yeah. me he's going. I mean, yeah, Duke told me he's going and it's gonna be it's gonna be who that nation in the full effect. Get out some there, pappies in your system before you get out there. Be nice and warm. All I can tell you is, look, we're gonna go out and have a good time. This is a much needed vacation for me. I know I just went hunting, but uh, this is gonna be kind of like a downtime vacation. But when you wake up on Friday morning, open up your phone to Facebook <laughs> and check out a couple of pictures you're gonna see on your phone because the shit I'm wearing. And if I get through TSA and the shit that I'm wearing to the, <laughs> to the suit to the game. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to get Arrive early. Down. Arrive early yeah. to the airport. Yeah. They're going to think I'm keistering five pounds of cocaine in my booty hole. <laughs> That's how much they're going to search me because I'm pulling up in full effect. You're going to open up your phone like, this dude's a fucking idiot. But guess what? Good. It's all in fun. Try to get that TV time. Might get, get it on the top of the list again. It's all in fun. Well, that's a different story. When we get there on Sunday... I heard that the Super Saints are coming back, but that's, that might be a myth. Coming back, maybe. See what happens. Not all of them will be back, but a few of them. We got we missing one. One of them's on yeah. IR, so. Yeah? yeah? Yeah, the flash ain't flashing too much these no. days. <laughs> so, no. Anyway. Not, not this weekend. Anyway, let's talk about the game real quick. I This is the first game of the season that I watched sober. Didn't get mad at the referees. <laughs> yeah. No, no chauncey no ass bitches. No ass bitches this week. <laughs> I, uh, Paxton, the call against Breeze right before halftime when he broke the record the first time and they took it away from him. Yeah. yeah. And everybody started chanting, Refs, you suck. Refs, you suck. And I look over and Paxton's at full throw. Refs, you suck. <laughs> Getting after and he, I look at him. He looks at me. He kind of like, can I say that word? I was like, in this sense, in this instance, yes, it's absolutely. You should have said, yeah. you need to change that to <laughs> fuck you refs. <laughs> uh, fuck you refs, you chauncey ass bitches. We're going to work on it for next how, time. How bad does that ref have to feel? If he, he had to go back and look at that little OPI, right? Because that's what it was. Yeah. And he and I'm sure everybody walked up to him and I was like, you realize what the hell you just did? <laughs> like, you got to be he the worst. History. He changed history. Look, uh, Twitter reaction was... How else would it have happened, right? Yeah. It's right. typical Saints yeah. fashion that it happens just like it did. That's right. So 
not only with Breeze, all the all the um, co- uh, comparisons between Colts and Saints and Peyton Manning and all that stuff, but with the penalties and them getting screwed over again on a bad call. Look, it may not have been a bad call. It From was weak. I, it was weak. I went back and I watched the game last night on TV, and Booger tried to defend it, and the other guy was like, come on, Booger. Yeah, yeah. you so, can Anyway, well, but, I think Booger was trying to say, well, maybe, maybe where he had his hands on him, it looked different from the angle that the ref was. Which I get, I mean, depending on how you're looking at it, it could be. And you standing on the field, you see somebody, he's falling forward, he's got his hands on, didn't necessarily push him. I was so damn drunk in real time, I don't really remember much. But <laughs> thing I had, took my place. I went back and watched it. Uh, As a blur, huh? What about Drew Brees, though, man? Man, yeah. it's amazing. I, one of the first podcasts Jeez. we ever had, I said. Man, I love my daddy, but if Drew Brees wanted to trade, I would trade with him. Man, I I love Drew Brees. I, yeah. Um, I mean, is he back? Is he back full? I mean, because that shit looked like. Well, listen, he's he's not he's not Drew Brees from five years ago, right? There was one play, if you go back and watch last night, it was a play on a penalty. They jumped off sides, and he snapped, and he tried to throw the ball long along the sideline, I think to Traquan or something. Uh, but. When he threw that ball, you could see a grimace on his face trying to get that ball out there. Yeah. yeah. And he put every – go back and watch that, that throw. He put everything he had into that throw. Yeah. You could see it in his shoulder, and it was 50 I mean, yards I, I, maybe, I feel him. All yards. the passes that I got to throw to Charlie in the yeah. yard, yeah. man. I got to throw one long. It's over with. Well, so. you ain't completing 29 or 30 of them. No, I'm not. Right. <laughs> but his, uh, I got some chance he has wide receivers I'm throwing to, too. His, his arm strength. His arm strength is Drew. going. <laughs> his arm strength is going, but his accuracy is still there, right? Twenty eight of twenty nine, right? Twenty nine, twenty nine, thirty. Twenty nine, thirty. That's what yeah. it was. I mean, and some of those look. Some of those were some badass catches by not only MT. That's kind of expect MT to do it. Yeah. But Cook made some hella good grabs too. He did. Yeah. So Cook, I tell you what, Cook's gonna be a weapon coming forward. He's coming I, around at the right yeah, time. It feels like. Look, he's. He's starting to be what he was in Oakland, what we thought he was going to be. So I'm excited about what Cook has in the future. So he, he plays balls you out. Got to figure sure. Drew missed five games too, man. So that's that chemistry. You know, yeah. it probably would have developed maybe a little quicker, but it's it's coming on now, which is great. How about Kamara? Oh my God! If you had to give him ten million dollars a year right now for the next five years, you doing it? Nope. You? No, because I'm thinking I can deal him in the off season and get some. Pretty Get decent somebody. equity, you yeah. know, back from it. I agree with you, man. It just seemed like Peyton was force-feeding him as much as we could, as much as we could. And look, he did okay, but he didn't do Kamara. No, you know what didn't. I mean? He hasn't done Kamara all season. He did, he did what we came to expect of a regular-ass de- running back. Yeah. Not this guy that we saw two years ago when he broke every tackle. I, remember, remember what made Pierre Thomas so special? Every single time Pierre Thomas touched the ball – in open field in a screen pass or something like that. He Ooh. broke at least one tackle. Yeah. Every time. And Kamara seems to go down or out of bounds. It's almost like he's giving up on the runs too. Somebody's coming, I'm just falling down. The one yeah. thing I always said about Pierre Thomas is that dude had heart. And that's something yeah, he like did. you can't coach. That's right. You just either have it or you don't, you know. That's right. And he had a lot of it too. Yeah. So. Yeah. That was what's made that Super Bowl team so special. Seeing that in the dome with all those old guys yeah. coming back out. Somebody we, told me, did they announce Darren Sharper? As one of the defensive backs? No, nah, I, I was drunk. I don't know. I don't. Rem- I I was listening for it because I wanted to see him come out with his hands chained to his feet, but they didn't <laughs> let it happen. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> but, we, we talked about it last week, though. It's like you fucking knew that the Saints wasn't losing that game. Yeah, I mean, it, you, it was going to either be a dog fight with a Saints win, pulling it out, or they were just, just going to be just one of those ass. destiny games. Like, Are you talking like about the, Monday night's game yeah, or yeah. Super Bowl game? No, no which, Monday night. Either one, really. Yeah. But And I'll, you could also point to the 06 reopening of the Dome, like yeah. the Drew Brees passing uh, yardage record touchdown. Any of those games like that, it's like – they play on a different Those level. Those other teams are playing the Saints and, you know, the I'll be fucking with ghost you. of all the sins of yeah. the Saints teams I, I previously. agree with you. I, but that's how I felt last year against the Rams. The Rams game, I felt like, man, after what happened in Minnesota, we're going to smoke these guys. Yeah. And it just it ripped our heart out. So I hope I have that feeling again for this year and it actually comes true. But anyway, uh, it's neither here nor there. But – Let's go next week. Let's get a dub. Let's get it. What's our uh, picks? Who you got? Saints and uh, Tennessee. I'm gonna go. Saints gonna beat them. Twenty-eight, seventeen. I'm saying thirty-eight, ten. They gonna roll them. You think so? Yeah, I hope so. Ten. Look, Tennessee is not no pushover. No, they're not. They have good games. They have big swings. So sometimes I watch them, and Tannehill looks like Joe Montana back there, and sometimes they look terrible. Derrick Henry's kind of banged up a little bit. Um, that could go our way. I'm not real worried about their running game. I'm worried about the A.J. Brown guy and those guys. But with all that being said, I think the Saints win, but I think it's 21-20. I, I picked up Tannehill thinking that Lamar Jackson might not play last week, right? I wish I could play Tannehill this week in my flex. You can. <laughs> you can play him over Lamar Jackson if you got no, big I balls. No, I want to play him in my flex. Look, you're mixing it up against spot. He got yeah. Jackson. Jackson flops and Tannehill doesn't. Yeah. That makes a difference. Anyway, I think it'll be a close game, and I think it'll be a good time. If you see me on TV, if you see Batman on TV. Um, how many uh, How many crowned coaches you think you're going to oh, have? Oh, I don't know. You ain't got no Uber, time, Uber your ass back. Somebody could drag you back to the hotel. Is it kickoff? I didn't even yeah, look. it didn't yeah. get flexed, so it is noon kickoff. It should be a good time. should be a good time. We uh, I think last time we drank about 650 bucks worth of liquor in a three-hour game. I wonder if y'all can do like the LSU fans did when they went to Nashville earlier this year and like drink the bars out of vodka yeah. before lunch or Good whatever. Good luck. Well, there's a Saints party <laughs> on the top of a uh, there's a uh, rooftop bar that's advertising for Saints Nation. To- Nice. Who that nation to go over there and drink. So we probably end up doing that. But That's going to be a good one. Good time. Yes, sir. Good time. Before we go into uh, the, the Saints and what we get, what we got wrong, right? This next. Yeah. On the, on the table, TJ's got a list. Top five best NFL quarterbacks. His date at 12, 13, 2019. I don't know what he was doing. He's got one through ago. five. He's got Ravens, Action Jackson, Seahawks at two, Russell Wilson, three Saints, Drew Brees, four Pack, A-Rod, five 49ers, Jimmy G. And then he's got a whole space all the way down to the bottom of the page. He's got 32 Bengals. And he's got Andy Dalton written, but erased from the bottom of the list. <laughs> he needs to write in Joe Burrow. Uh, that's going to be Joe Burrow. He's going to move year. up a couple notches. Yeah, he'll be up in I think. That's funny stuff. All right, what we got wrong? Very rarely do our hosts or guests say anything incorrect or inconsistent with the truth. But when it does happen, we are obligated to bring it to the listener's attention. Next up, what we got wrong? All right, last week I mentioned that the game against the 49ers was the first one that I can remember since maybe I was a kid that I hadn't had a drink at. 
But that was actually incorrect. I went back and thought about it. It was Super Bowl 44. We uh down there at the game and we got a night. We went up on Thursday night, had the time of our lives. Friday party, you know, same thing during the day Saturday. Went to bed early Saturday night though and woke up Super Bowl Sunday and I did not have a drink. Is that right? Yeah. No couldn't, shit. Couldn't do it. I didn't drink in the Super Bowl either, now you say that. Couldn't do it. I wanted to remember everything and have it be a pristine experience. It was special. Look, I got oh, I got goosebumps whenever the, they were in the Dome this week and they started playing that Tracy Porter pick six, yeah. and I was like, man, what a what a great day. I put that tied with marrying my wife. <laughs> hey, right, right underneath. All right, also what we she got wrong. First. <laughs> we had our, our Saints picks last week. Jared said 42-21, uh, Courtney 31-13, so that was actually pretty close. Score was 34-7. to Nick was 24-17, mine was 34-10. Yeah, that was pretty close. No shit. Oh, speaking Lead of locks. Lead us in the locks. Boop, boop. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Swagger Podcast. Locks of the Week. Mm-hmm. All right, Locks of the Week. We were 7 and 11 coming into last week. Not too hot. Courtney said that Douglas Fontaine was going to lose his Get fantasy my matchup. Ass beat. <laughs> Didn't Jesus. happen. Didn't happen. Bomp, bomp. Nick said that Jared would win. Ding, 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 I got ding. you, dog. High five for the guys. <laughs> would I win? Uh, a high five. Nothing. 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 Jared said that Alvin Kamara would have two touchdowns. We and suck. 100 yards. We suck. He had 100, didn't he? He had 89 total. Oh, God. And yeah. he gave the ball 472 Ran times. the ball 14 times for 66. Caught it five for twenty three. So Jared's holding on to this pipe dream that eventually, eventually, Alvin Kamara, it's gonna happen. I think it's but him and Sean Jared. Brady. Do you want to? You know how many touchdowns Alvin Kamara has this year? Two, two. He has two. Yeah, both in the Seattle game, one passing and one receiving. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. His uh, his his Saints career went down when Drew Brees went down. He I sure as hell, back. I sure as hell hope you're on to something in one of these games. He's going to explode. Hopefully he's got to break him too. Yeah. At some point, he's got to do something. Hopefully, right? it's, uh, we know the kid's talented. Stupid yeah. talented. Hopefully, it's in February versus the Patriots. I mm. said that Brees would break the record, so we all knew that was going to happen, though. So, with those results, we are now nine and twelve on the year. I didn't count Courtney's loss against our. Uh, I didn't want it to blemish our impeccable record of yeah, nine and twelve. Doing so great <laughs> over here, nine, nine and thirteen. Look, y'all talked about it last week, and you said that you did pretty good. I remember I only lost like one or two of them. I picked Vance to win one. He did that didn't happen. I blew a few of them. You went on a you went on a tear though, like two weeks maybe of choosing Vance, and he didn't win for you. Yeah. He won once, and he lost once. But that's the only one I can remember losing. Anyway. Now we don't know because we ain't. We, well, ain't we, have we lost twelve collectively. Yeah. So. Wah, wah. Well, wow. just remember, we always have that one with uh, Buffalo Bills running back hitting 50 yards. Hey, <laughs> we, need, we needed that. There's Nailed al- it. There's always Nailed next year, it. fellas. So we're going to not do any locks this week because we had all the picks in the uh, swagger, play- swagger playoffs and bowls and all that stuff. So 
uh, locks will pick up again next year. Hopefully with a brand new podcast, season 10. Season 10 podcast. Episode 1, look for them locks. All right. Last week of Swagcast questions. And I think we're going to – we got I picked out five of them today. So we had about eight of them turned in. We picked out the best five. Some of them were kind of – I kind of joined them together. So first question, which player was the MVP this season, fantasy football-wise? Either Lamar Jackson or Christian McCaffrey because I have them on my – on my uh, roster. Yeah, both of them. That's pretty extraordinary. I'm a, yeah, I do too. I'm going to say for me it was Lamar. I'm I I'm pride myself on the fact that I I targeted Lamar in almost every league. I well, in every league that I played in. I got him in every league except for two, I think. And I'm playing for four championships. Yeah. This week, so. All right, so and he it, he was a huge reason for that. Lamar Jackson was the number 1 overall scorer and swagger. Christian McCaffrey was the number two overall scorer yeah. in Swagger. It's been nice riding that train. <laughs> yeah. Who's the number one wide receiver? Mike, uh, either Mike Thomas or Godwin. Probably or Godwin. Evans, one of them. Mike Evans is, I mean, excuse me, Mike Thomas is number one. Chris Godwin's number two. Yeah. So, number one tight end. Mark Andrews? No, it's Kittle probably. Or Kittle's Kelsey. four. Really? Kelsey's one. Ertz is two. So, else. Uh, Ertz was kind of sneaky in there. Yeah. Where's Waller, you know? Waller is number three. Okay. So, Kelsey, Ertz, Waller, Kittle, Andrews. Uh, Jerry Cook's number seven. Ain't yep. bad. Just think if he'd have number one kicker. playing all year. <laughs> yeah, no, right? Number one kicker. I don't know. And then following Gay, kickers. maybe? Will Lutz. Lutz. Big Nuts Lutz. Big Nuts. Number one defense. This is that easy. Uh, Patriots. Yeah. Patriots still holding America's on to number team. two. So, um, I'm going to go with the MVP this year is Lamar Jackson. I mean, quarterbacks were kind of drafted late this year, but the exception of Patrick Mahomes, speaking of Mahomes, Mahomes is number seven. I know he was hurt for a little while, yeah. but he's number seven quarterback. Dak Prescott's number three. Jameis Winston's number – excuse me, Dak is number two. Jameis Winston's number three. So, anyway, okay, on the other hand, which player was the biggest flop? Which player that everybody thought was going to be good that drafted him and thing comes to mind is like Melvin Gordon was kind of early, but people and, were scared. Andrew Luck? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Luck, that's a whole other story. But think about one of the guys that somebody drafted I, in the first round that got maybe for, hurt, for, like Antonio Brown. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. Antonio Brown. Brown. Yeah. Antonio Brown was a big flop. Big flop. I'm trying to think of a player that's actually played this year. Maybe David Johnson. It's How about David Fournette? Johnson. What's Fournette done this season? I didn't follow him. Fournette's done better than David Johnson. Le'Veon Bell hadn't done much anything either. But, Le- I, but David I Johnson. Bell's I could see Fournette coming. Le'Veon Bell's number 15. Johnson fell off the face of the earth. Though. Johnson was usually a top four pick, yeah. too. And David Johnson right now is the 31st best running back. Jesus. <laughs> Leonard Fournette is number eight. So... Again, uh, not much of a flop, but he, he definitely ain't did what he. I'm gonna go with David was. Johnson. Let's go to number two. Who gets to pick Vance's outfits for the calendar shoot, and can other league members participate in the shoot? You know, it'd be a fantastic if we could do like some kind of, you know, submission. Of, you know, what you want to see him in. Well, send that into the commission. When does he make his official announcement? He officially announces at the award ceremony, so everybody will learn about it at the same time. And if he picks the calendar. We're going to start working hard to get some <laughs> ideas. And I'm sure I'll reach out to everybody and say, hey, give them up with some good ideas for this. Yeah. If I had a guess, though, I don't know. He may do the calendar. I th- he may do a run. I don't think he's going to. I don't. I think he's 
I don't think he's gonna contribute to uh, donate to a charity. No, he, your boy so said dumb. that he, he fucking hates. <laughs> he said I hate charities, charity so much. But I think he'll do something because he's he he likes to have a good time, and I think he understands the entertainment so value. May, so maybe the Swaggerette champ let them pick uh pick one, at least one of them. At least ones. one. Huh? Cool. Especially if it's Ashley. Swagger, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Question number three: Which Swagger player shocked you the most with their season? So a similar question to the first one, but which player was like, hey, he, we don't think he's going to be that good. Some One of those guys drafting around 15 or 16. Let's take Lamar Jackson out of the equation because mm-hmm. he's kind of the answer. But besides Lamar Jackson, who was drafted late that you think did well? I'm going to go with Mark Andrews because I picked him up on waivers maybe week two or three. I didn't even know who he was. No much. idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought Mark I Andrews. The, I thought he was the guy that does the arthroscopic <laughs> surgery on uh, yeah, people the, with the Tommy Dr. John. Andrews. Yeah. Uh, that's my that's my pick. So I could tell you the official answer based upon a objective number, the stats. Jameis Winston was drafted late in, or not at all in most drafts, and he's number four overall scorer this year in Swagger. New England Patriots defense, same thing, drafted in thirteen round thirteen or later in every draft, or no, not at all. No one expected that. Number eight overall. And then the next one is Josh Allen. Josh Allen wasn't drafted anybody. If you drafted Josh Allen, you you knew something yeah. nobody else did, and he's been protecting, yeah. he's been having yeah. a great holding year. it down. So that answers that question. Number four, Swaggerettes are six and twenty-one in a Swagger versus Swaggerette league matchups. But do you guys think the ladies are still forces to be reckoned with? So I, I, this came from a Swaggerette, obviously. Obviously. So, do you think the Swaggerettes could hold their own versus Swagger is basically what she's asking. I mean, they putting in time. Most, You know, some of them are putting in more time than some of the Swagger members. Yeah. I can tell you right now, Ellie, Wine and Grind would have beat everybody in every league last week in the playoffs, right? Ellie's been holding down. Losing, losing sleep over whether or not who she needs to play, it you was, know? You know, it's because Teresa's into it. She's never had a great team yet in fantasy. And I think it makes it a little different for you when you do like maybe win that first championship or when you do, you know, get really close to doing that. It maybe piques your interest a little yeah, more. Pulls you in. That's but the I, thing. I, I know she's getting better and better. She's learning more, you know, more and more every year she plays it. But having the guests that we had this year, I thought was awesome because you can see, man, these girls are fucking into yeah. it. You know what yeah. I mean, like yeah. they, they care. Like Mandy's thing. nuts. Look, she she was in. That's the thing. Like, it's hard to it's hard to gauge this kind of thing this late in the year. Um, podcast, as y'all saw, podcast first couple weeks or for, midway through the season, we were getting 80, 80 listens yeah, a week. Dropped off it's dropped people. to like forty or thirty as people start to lose out. That's the funny thing about fantasy football. As soon as you're out, you don't give a shit anymore, unless you're yeah. me, of course. Yeah. But it's it's a lot like uh, they have a saying that says, "Sex is a lot like air. It ain't a real big deal unless you ain't getting any." <laughs> It's kind of like football, <laughs> yeah. fantasy football. If you're not in the playoffs, it don't really matter. Don't give anymore. a shit. So, anyway, let's go to the last question. Next year, you're at the draft, and you have the number one overall pick. Who are you picking? Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I got a rule. I never take quarterbacks in the first round. It's uh, there's gonna be another. Well, I can't say a, another Lamar Jackson, but there's gonna be somebody out there you're gonna put up. I'd say my. I, I guess I'd have to agree with you. I agree with McCaffrey. I didn't. So McCaffrey was one name that came up. Who's number two then? 
Let's see if y'all got the same thing I got. I, I like running backs early because there's so few and far between. So I'm going Dalvin Cook. How about you? See, I think I'm going to give Saquon another benefit of the doubt because I, I think they'll get a little better. They're obviously going to have some good draft picks. I thought Danny Jones came on late doing pretty good. I I think that'll open up things for them maybe a little bit. So I think I'll maybe go Saquon. And you're going to lose. Um, <laughs> mine would be Mike Never Thomas. Never on Saquon. Mike Thomas, number two. Yeah. Dude's, dude's got how Fantasy many catches? Monster. 150 catches. That's 150 yeah. points off the top before yeah, the yards. I, I, I just – It's hard. Wide rec- I get it. You it's hard for me. To, it's just hard for me. Well, think about how many running backs you got. Top running backs that you're going to pick up in a in – a, in a draft, it's not many, so you need to grab the ones that are gonna give you points. But right, boom. There's, there's different levels this year. Like if I had to tier the the running backs, Christian McCaffrey's in a group by himself, and th- but that second tier of running back is deep, man. Yeah, I mean, it is. Cook, Henry, Aaron Jones, Aaron yeah. Jones, yeah. Lindsey, Mustard, Mustard, <laughs> Alvin Kamara, maybe. You know, so it I might don't be, know. might be Latavius Murray next year. You never know. <laughs> anyway, you never know. But I, I, I just. I think you got way more wide receivers that are capable than you have running backs that are going to produce for you like day in and day out. Yeah, if I'm drafting top to four, I'm not getting a, I'm getting a running back. Chubb's yeah, I'm getting a two. Chubb had a solid yeah, year. Chubb's would be a top two, depending on where you are. If you're – if you – yeah. And I drafted Chubb and Thomas one and two this year in my draft. Ain't nothing wrong with that. See, that's – yeah, it is. I didn't make the fucking finals. You were close, <laughs> Look though. Look at you now. You, you high-stepping to now. the finish oh. line. Oh, Anyway, that's all the why that's all the podcast questions for this week and the rest that's the last ones of the year. I think everybody that took the time to ask questions throughout the year, we it makes it a lot more fun whenever people actually ask questions. So that being said, I'm gonna move on to our notes. Our closing notes. Uh I know Thane said it for me last week, but no one sent in any comments or changes. And so we're just gonna address it again near the summer meetings. Um, so if you have something that you want to change or you want to bring up about changing, write it down and save it and put it in your pocket until next summer meeting. Fuck you. Get on the list. That's it. Speaking of lists, please let me know if you will not be participating in 2020. Right now, our waiting list is at 17 people. Um, there's a few people that's not going to be asked back. Uh, if you don't get an invitation from me sometime mid-June, that means thank you for playing the Swagger Leagues. It was a good time. <laughs> Moving on. Please pay for your transactions. Some of you have received two requests and still have not paid their transaction. If you are still in the playoffs, you have not received a request, so don't worry about it. Or if you have one money, you have not received a request. Yeah, I think mine's showing green right now. Yeah. I'm, out the, I'm out the hole. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, awards banquet, tentatively, it is January 2nd at 6 o'clock p.m. That could change, but all signs are kind of pointing to that date and time. If the playoff league that I've been promoting doesn't get 30 entries, uh, we will cancel it. Right now, when, I think... When do you need to know? Because I, I haven't submitted. I yeah, need there's a bunch of people haven't. I figure people are just waiting. I just want to give everybody a heads up. It's This thing takes some time because I got to pencil whip everything. Yeah. I got to add everything manually, go back and look at stats, kind of like old school days. Um, you can't get Chris uh, Uze to program you something? Write, you could, write, write some logic there. Chris I mean, Uze, make me a light show for the NFL playoff. <laughs> this uh, dude could thing. program anything. He, he can't come program on. you. Uh, come on, Chris. Hook me up. Hook me up a program. A little playoff program? I've seen Chris and B-Nuts calculator. I That's know. That's it. I'd better figure That's something it. out. I'm Shit. pretty sure it'll happen. We're already at like 12 or 13, but I know most people are kind of waiting until after this season's over. So, again, if you want to get in, just give me a shout. So, 
Not exclusive to just swag, right? Nope, it could be anybody. It could be your Uncle Larry who looks like Terry getting throwing dominoes down on like the table. Bring that easy time. money in. Come well, on. That's it. That's it. Boom. For all the people that don't know what football is. <laughs> so, with that being said, let's move on to some thank yous. I owe a lot of folks some thank yous for this year. Um, first of all, thank you to the folks who helped out with this year's draft. Trep Lombard, Sean Savoy, Courtney Lichtenstein, Haley TV, John Prospery, Jeremy Ezel, Dylan Claymont, Lucas Tabor, Brandon Hinger. If I missed you, I apologize. A lot of names trying to think back to those days, but everybody that helped out with the draft, I am genuinely thankful. Family Day. Doc Chefs, Brandon Hinger, Colt Stevens, Dustin Concier, Dylan Claymont, Lucas Tabor. Also, thank you to Chris and Eliuse for bringing their bounce houses and uh, drone and taking all the pictures and, and volleyball net. So, again, thank you to those guys for family day. Our newsletter columnists, Thane DeLon, thank you, Thane, Matt, Stephen, Charles Lichtenstein, Bennett Porsche, Courtney Lichtenstein. Thank you for each week taking time out of your week to uh, entertain us and providing a column in a newsletter. Thank you to our trade committee. The unanimous, unanimous folks on the trade committee, I appreciate you taking the time to make some hard decisions and not always not always fun, but definitely necessary. Our podcast guest this year, boop, Jeremy Ezel, Haley Tve, Ellie Uze, Mandy Vice, John Prospery, Travis Gomez, Cody Cortez, Matt Email, Ashley Email, Vance Email, Bo Bourgeois, and Courtney Lichtenstein. Thank you guys so much for coming on and taking time out of your schedules to be on this podcast. I don't remember Travis Gomez on a podcast. Yeah, it was like a, a it was the ghost of Travis Gomez. Yeah. Also, I want to say thank you personally to you two guys, Thane and Jared, for taking time each week to having this thing done. I remember when it all started, I was like, hey, how about a podcast? And Steven was the first one like, dude, it's a freaking fantasy football league in South <laughs> Louisiana. Who gives a shit? And you're like, no, we can really make this happen. Oh, we can, we can definitely make it <laughs> happen. We got it now. We got speakers and microphones and mixers and Freaking production. And all kind of shit. So it's been, oh, it's, fun. Been, it's been fun, man. It definitely added to the to the year of fantasy football. I think it, it kept me in fantasy football even if I wouldn't have been winning, for sure. Well, I, I am genuinely thankful for everything that you guys have contributed to this. Also, Nate's on that list. We consider Nate a host, too, with his dimes. Um, nasty so thank Nate. you nasty Nate for all your time before I make my closing remarks I'm going to give you guys some time to say anything that you want to say oh man th- th- this the the league is fun you can't compare to I don't think there's a fantasy football league anywhere that can compare to what we're doing podcast newsletter family day the big big dick draft I mean it, it's yeah we you got something going on it's, it's happening it's a good time man thank you for uh Putting it all together and putting up with all the bullshit you got to put up with all year. I yeah, know glad that's I ain't got to do it. Fun, but uh, I well, I appreciate it's a, it. It's a good, it's a good product for sure. Thank you. Well, with that being said, uh, next year marks the tenth year anniversary of Nick Swagger Leagues. Oh, I would have never imagined that it would gotten to this big. And uh, from the time for those of you that were there ten years ago, we had ten guys drafting in a little danky ass bar on the west side of Thibodeau. And the entry fee was twenty bucks. Yeah, um, I remember drafting the second year at Stephen Bernard's house on the projector. That's right, on the projector. Yeah. <laughs> so from that yeah. little danky boy on the west side of Thibodeau for twenty dollars entry fee to this year, over two hundred and forty people participated in some type of swagger league. Two hundred and forty from ten to two hundred and forty. Yes, wow. For some, for some of us, it's about winning money, right, and competing. But for most of us, it's not about that. 
It only not only does it give us an opportunity to make fun of each other and shit talk or Photoshop Vance and Chipper's heads on some funny pictures. <laughs> it Good also shit. gives us an excuse to hang out a few extra times a year and it creates reasons for us to continue to have conversations and friendships and gives us all the time to come together with our families and just have fun. From the drafts to the family days to the podcast to the awards banquet. I genuinely hope you guys enjoy this league as much as me and my family love hosting it. So with that being said, thank you, Swagger League, for everything you have done this year. And good luck to our Swagger Bowl, Swagger Junior, Swagger Lock, Swagger Franchise, and Swagger Red Bowl participants. Good luck. I'm coming for you, Thane. Not going to happen, partner. And that concludes your Swagger Podcast. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> Who that? Who <laughs>